The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This podcast and are for the purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Hoorah. Mm. No, what is it they say on that? The great huzzah. <laughs> that's that's the, what is that? it's um it's a i think it's on netflix it's like a british period thing and instead of saying it's a russian but they're all british um instead of saying hurrah they say huzzah huzzah <laughs> Broadcasting to the world from inside her closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. Time. Why does it seem like there's never enough of it? After all, there are 86,400 seconds. Or... 1,444 minutes, or as we all know, 24 hours in a day. And most days, or a few days a week, it seems like there's just never enough, right? But what would be enough? Would it be twice that, an extra hour every day? I'm not sure if there would ever be enough time to do what you and I, at different times in our life, would like to get accomplished. Time is the one thing that no amount of money can buy, and yet it seems so much is wasted, or that's how it feels some days. I'm a doer, and it takes a lot for me to sit down, put my put up my feet, take time for myself, and feel like I've accomplished enough in a day. That to-do list is never, ever done. I found myself saying lately that I just don't have enough time. And as we've been focusing on being intentional since the start of the year, I know, I just know that that looping thought in my mind isn't good to keep on circulating. Now, I know that Carolyn Mondin from episode 102 on talking about getting out of your own way, well, she would tell me that the mind is trying to run the show and I can think differently and shift my focus. In the name of being that doer, as I mentioned, I also feel like, sure, I could shift my mind, but hey, a little bit of a strategy or a way of prioritizing would go a long way to feeling like time isn't as elusive as it feels. I hear from so many clients that they are challenged to find enough time to make those homemade meals, make the meals from scratch or even grocery shop sometimes. And yes, just hitting that drive through is the most time efficient thing to do. And I get it, but not all the time. Now, I also fall into that trap, not the drive through I'll say that, and, and also find that sometimes making meals and, and really avoiding that non-processed, quick kind of food, you know, or just avoiding the takeout as a challenge, it really can run into, into all sorts of situations that negatively impact our health. So if you're hitting that drive through if you're doing the takeout all the time because you think that you don't have enough time, well, it does have a knock-on effect. There's the stress of trying to cram it all in and not having enough time for yourself 
to focus on your self-care, your well-being, and that has got to be a priority. So today on Eat This with Leanne, for both you and me, the next installment in the Be Intentional series, a productivity expert is going to help us how to max out on our time, how to make the most of it, and find time for truly what's most important in your life and your health. When you Google time management, oh my God, Chris, the list of resources and tools and things to do is so long. It takes so much time Time, to figure out what tool to use. It seems like a waste of time in my sense, but everybody, some people need a diagram or a how-to book in order to focus Right. Because they're so busy and they're running around and they need an A, B, C, a one, two, three of how do I deal with this issue? And my issue. And of course, the the issue is time management. So then they're like, okay, well, then I'll just look it up and I'll follow these rules. And then my Mm -hmm. time management will be fixed. I believe wholeheartedly it has nothing to do with time itself. It has to do with attitude. Mm, Okay, say more. Yeah. No, seriously. I, I, I don't have any more time in the day than anyone else, but it's how I perceive that time or or, or what I'm doing during that time. The more stressed you are, the faster time seems to flow. I totally agree. And that's what I was alluding to with what Carolyn would say is it's all in your mind. You thinking that you don't have enough time. The fact that you've just spent what, 10 seconds on that you just wasted that time, right? So it's like, it's the merry-go-round that we seem to go on. Well, and people it, are going to argue with, I'm sure there's somebody out there screaming at their radio right now or their phone saying, you don't know, you know, how yeah. much I have to do in a day. There isn't enough time and it yeah. has nothing to do with my attitude. Yeah. And I get it. And and you know what? I'm not here to judge anybody for it. No. I just know from my perspective I've yep. been there before. I've been that guy. Yep. And I finally came to a point where I said, I'm not going to be that guy anymore. Yes. You know, I'm just, I'm not going to stress about where I should be at what time and what should, I. and maybe that makes me, some people call me I, like I lack passion or I lack enthusiasm for life mm-hmm. because I'm so laid back, but that's not true at all. I I don't believe anyways, that that's just my, again, my perspective. So I'm not here to judge. I love it. I do. Because I somehow got the message to do, do, do. (laughs) That was just, that was it. If Hadley was here, she'd be laughing at that thing. Mom, you just said that, right? Remember that in in episode 104 or 105? I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, when I did actually Google this, Tony Robbins, of course, for instance, his time management system, well, that popped up. And he has you focus on clear outcomes that you care about, that you feel passionate about. And from that, it says you should really put you in the right state of mind to zero in on the goals that matter. And the thing that got me was that it was just, you can do all this without the to-do lists. And truthfully, like I almost got completely sucked in and wanted to find out more, but I didn't. But really what I found of late is that I'm wasting my time worrying about not having enough time (laughs) and wasting my time feeling overwhelmed with all that I have on my plate at home and at work. 
And it really is a true waste of time. It's like you're, you know, maybe on the outside, I always remember someone using this analogy. It's like a duck, right? The duck is just going along in the water, looking really cool and calm. And underneath their feet are going paddling and going crazy. <laughs> and and it can sometimes that's what I feel like, you know, on the outside. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah, we can get that done or I can get that done or whatever. And underneath I'm going, oh, crap. <laughs> You know, how many more things are I going to shift in order to, you know, like it just kind of goes. Sometimes I think that that saying that time waits for no one somehow, like it put a fire under my butt because I do actually manage to find the time. I work full time. I, I have a full time job from nine to five, five days a week. I speak with clients that happens in the evening. I prep for a weekly radio segment every Tuesday, which I write a blog post about that goes along with it. Then I, towards the end of the week, I write the show notes. Oh, and the newsletters that go out every week too. Then I write these show notes, put down my thoughts, record the podcast. And somehow I managed to find time to eat, sleep in there. And, you know, not that we really see people that much anymore, but yeah, somehow, somehow kind of have a life. Yeah. Be and, a mom, be a friend, be a, a, right. be, be a sister, be a daughter, be like that yeah. all comes with it. And maybe sit on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> which I just don't do enough of. Like I, have a... I seriously have this massive monster couch. Yes, and you need I, to have a I better bought. relationship with that couch than you already oh. do. You really do. You need to get to know each other. You really oh, have yeah. to cultivate that relationship. When I bought it, and I really bought it for my my daughters and I to you know spend time on the couch, and I bought a bigger TV, and this was years ago hunker down and we can spend time with each other. And then my spot was like on the chaise. So every time the girls would get in there or Lexi would get in there, I'm like, oh, that's my spot. So I do have a spot on the couch. I just don't make enough time to put my butt on it. Anyway, after all those things I listed, people often say to me, I don't know how you do it all. And truly, there are times when I just don't know myself, other than the times when I get into overwhelm and I'm like, ah. So rather than go down the many rabbit holes that I could have in my Google search, I thought speaking with Claire Kumar, a productivity catalyst is what she calls herself, and a highly sensitive executive coach, would be a better use of our time. Claire helps professionals improve their productivity and well-being while avoiding exhaustion and burnout. I'm first in the queue. <laughs> I felt so burnt out this week. Oh, gosh. Anyway, she delivers keynotes, workshops, coaching, and connection through her online community called the Happy Space Pod. All right, Claire, welcome, welcome to Eat This with Leanne. And first of all, why don't you just sort of set us up to help us understand what you do as a, as a productivity coach. And I know there's some other things, so I'm not giving everything away. I'm going to let you share all about that. Oh, well, thank you. So yeah, I worked corporately for about 15 years and then went, <gasps> This is wearing me out. So I've been coaching people around organization and productivity for about 15 years now. And what I love doing is inviting major mindset shifts because some people think, you know, people come to me and it's like, oh, my task list is I'm buried under my task list and I'm I'm just not getting my to do's done. And I look at it very holistically. 
Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely talk about your task list because there's got to be one. But we'll also, <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> well, well, yeah. So I've got strategies for all of that. But I look at it um, from a very holistic way using a model I call productivity CPR. Okay. C stands for compass. That's all around setting intention, which I know we're going to be talking about. Yes. P is for performance. And that is about managing your attention. So that you can bring it to those intentions. Excellent. And then R is for rituals. And this is all about optimizing execution. And so when we know what we want to do and we can bring our attention to it, then what? And that's where we talk about time and task and nasty things like perfectionism and procrastination. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's it. You've just nailed it in the first minute. Thank you, Claire. Because yeah, that's pretty much it. And that, you know, that kind of just weaves right into what I wanted to ask you about off the top. Like, what on earth do you say to your clients who say, and this probably I'm gonna put myself in this category, it's like, I keep running out of time. I don't have enough time, whether it's to get the good meal on the table. You know, I sometimes open my fridge and think I've got to get to the grocery store now. And, you know, you know, that, of course, is just around food. But then there's the work day, then there's the family, then there's the kids and then there's the partner. And then notice how at the bottom of all that, then I just said myself like that, that I just put myself at the bottom of all of that list. Mm-hmm. So that that's one, too, which we're focusing on in, in be intentional. And the purpose of this series is so that people can get rid of a lot of that. I don't know, static really, and mm. and really sort of drill down on that. So that's why I wanted to talk to you about this. So anyway, back after all that, back to the, I don't have time for any of this stuff. Yeah. So I think there's two big thoughts around that. Number one is park the FOMO, mm. park the fear of missing out, especially if you're a creative person and you've got a bajillion ideas, like I know you and I both do. Yeah. You can't do everything, right? So you've got to get clear on what's most important. I love Greg McEwen's essentialism, just the word of it, Getting thinking about what's most important, right? Mm -hmm. So park the FOMO, embrace JOMO, the joy of missing out. So getting, you know, be very Zen about it. We've we've got one life and we want it to be a life that doesn't bring us to burnout. Mm -hmm. And the second thought then is, to really think about how you are going to sustain yourself, your energy, to bring it to those intentions, like I was mentioning off the top. Mm. And I think knowing, I call them productivity table stakes. Okay. And table stakes, because you need to know your relationships to these eight elements. And I don't play poker. I have the worst poker face. I will lose all the time. <laughs> but you have to, yeah, you have to know your relationship to eight things to be able to play your best hand in life. And once you get clear on those, those relationships and what works for you, because productivity is personal. It's absolutely mm. got to be customized to you, Leanne. It's going to look different for your daughters. It's going to look different for your friends, right. for your partner, maybe yeah. if you're listening, you know, it's, you've really got to figure out what works for you and then be strategic in how you set up your life from a physical perspective around you. Mm-hmm. Also from a time perspective, how it relates to cam- calendar, and then mm-hmm. also how it relates to the people who are supporting you. Hmm. Very interesting. So that's a roundabout way of saying, yes, you do have time in the day to get all of your things done. Or, you know, like you said about the FOMO. And as you said that, I thought, hmm, am I actually 
worried about missing out, I would probably say that that isn't it funny how, you know, we've been living in this isolated space for however long and Mm -hmm. still your mind goes back to, Oh yeah, well, if somebody was going out or wanted to do this or wanted to do that, I wouldn't want to miss out. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, what am I missing out on? Cause there's not that much going on, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing. So I think even in this, in this current climate and everything we've been living through, I still put too much pressure on myself of all the things I want to do that actually have nothing to do with anyone else. It's, it's, you, you talked about the, um, that book essentialism. Well, I, I'm sure that I bought it at some point, but I don't think I've even cracked it open. So <laughs> best of intentions, but I'm not giving myself the time to sit down and actually read it. I hear you on that. And I think you're right. There's a big part of it are just the conversations and we, we have in our head, but we yep. can have conflicting zoom meetings, you know, that we want to go yeah. to. I remember talking to my daughter, right. I think she was nine years old and she got invited to two birthday parties on the same Saturday afternoon. Right. right. And you're yep. like, oh, like, this is the hardest thing in life that you're right. facing right now. <laughs> it's to choose, to choose to what you bring your attention. And I think yes, that can yes. unburden us a lot. If we can, if we can get clear on, gosh, I'm going to do the, the other great book around the topic is the one thing, you know, there's a book mm. called the one thing, and it talks about, you know, really getting clear on one thing that will really drive your life forward in mm. a meaningful way. I just focused for the past 30 days on writing on LinkedIn every day. Mm. And uh, I, I took two days off because I needed a break. So knowing how to manage your energy and sustain your performance, that's what I'm all about. Right. Um, but sometimes there are things that you want to dive in and focus more on. Mm-hmm. And for example, nutrition might be one of them. You might right. want to say, wow, I really need to wrap my hand around this. I'm going to invest some more time to build the foundation of knowing what's good for my body right. and really thinking about not only that knowledge, but then how are you going to optimize your execution around it? Right. Mm-hmm. So for me this morning, I have realized, okay, if I wait till five thirty, six o'clock, seven o'clock hungry, and then go to my kitchen and think I'm going to want to cook. Mm. chances are I'm going to reach for something that's a little more immediate, a little more grain based and a little more unhealthy for me. So this morning I started by um, slicing up some, some chicken and marinating it for tonight. So my dinner's already started in the morning. Mm. So I'm a a little pay it forward step ahead. And I think with food in particular, one of the ways to optimize your execution and the way you want to eat is it, it is uh, an area where a lot of planning can really make that execution flow smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you do fly by the seat of your pants and think, oh yeah, the fridge is full until you go to the fridge and the fridge is not so full anymore. Yeah. And and now you have to cook, like you said, getting getting home from work or finishing work and you know leaving your desk at home and going to the kitchen or kids are screaming around you, whatever it happens to be. That is not the moment of the most inspiration and thinking, oh yeah, I'll just chop all these veggies that I have sitting here, Ooh, peppers and celery and, and oh yeah, Leanne said something about eat some more greens. So yeah, I'll wash those and get the salad spinner out. Yeah. You know, already there's a lot of people that think, I'm not even going to go there. But right. if if when you bring the greens home, if they're washed and then wrapped in a towel and put in a bag in the fridge and they're ready to go, yeah, it's easy to do that. If the veggies are already chopped, yeah. put, put out on social yeah. media pictures of veggies already chopped. And that just makes people go, oh, God, that's a beautiful thing. That looks, just yeah. looks amazing. Yeah. But, but then it's sustaining that too. 
So maybe it's redefining what a task is, right? So maybe right Mm. now grocery shopping is I'm going and getting things on my list and I'm shoving it in my fridge and cupboards before I go on to my next thing. Maybe going to get the groceries is I'm buying everything and I'm putting it away to pay myself forward. So I'll make great choices when I come to use it. Yeah. So we can sometimes expand things. Like I know when I'm um, recording a podcast episode now, I have to make sure I note my edits and I upload things immediately Mm -hmm. afterwards, because if I wait till later, I don't have it in my head so clearly. It's going to be way harder to do. Uh, So there are, are ways to look at how we think about executing so that we're kinder to ourselves. Yes. Yes. And I think while I sit there like you and think, oh, I'll remember that later. And then I don't. But then I just beat myself up because, you know, at the age of almost 51, I still say that. And I know that it's just not going to happen. And what would have taken me two to three minutes in the moment is now going to take me find the email or find the script or find the this. and, and, And it just and then you just end up beating yourself up, which is not so productive. Yeah. So maybe one other thought there is to allow the time for processing. So now if I have an interview, I buffer a half an hour afterwards to allow for that time. Otherwise I have another meeting to go to and there's no way it's going to happen. Right. Oh, I think I just exhaled as you said that. (laughs) I was just at the idea of a buffer of time, Mm. you know, and I have a day job. I have a nine to five uh, job in an office. There's no buffering at all in in there so but again my cal you know my calendar is my own and as as much as i'm thinking and taking my lunch to work and allowing myself that time booking those kind of things in too so all right well let's move on you kind of talked about or touched on prioritize you know Mm -hmm. we've got that to-do list we've got that task list and meals don't magically end up in containers to take to work or on the table to feed the family. So can you help us a little bit with the, with the priorities? So if I come back to productivity table stakes, those eight different elements, yep. the, uh, there's a, uh, an image I like to show, uh, which is a, a eight sided image, which furthers the poker table reference, right? Okay. But it's also a jewel. And on the jewel, you can see that the light is shining through this gem. And what that represents is each of these eight elements, and I'll tell you what they are in a second. Thank you. Yep. Each of these eight elements really are very connected. So if we want to think about what we're eating and then we're making good nutritional choices, we have to think about the other elements as well. Let me give you some examples. I'll take you through the eight. Okay. And then we'll we'll talk through a couple of examples of, of how they're interrelated. So at the very top of this table of productivity table stakes is mindset. Mm-hmm. And as we have increasing levels of anxiety and depression and mental health challenges, I put that as first and foremost. And what I invite people to do is have a daily check-in to mm-hmm. see whether you're spiraling up or spiraling down mm-hmm. and to have some go-to mojo lifters to be able to catch yourself, reach out lots. We could talk about around that, but mindset check-in is absolutely the number one thing is the mindset and dedication to self is really the foundation of saying, I need to pay attention to all of these eight elements. The next one is sleep. You need to get enough rest. If you're not well rested, you are not going to make honoring yourself decisions. You're also not going to treat others in your life with the most grace and calm and patience that you need to. So sleep is massive. Then I have fuel because we need to fuel each of the mitochondria 
in each cell with the energy to juice the body, right? So I want you to think of the little cells as your friends and you're feeding them as you would a baby, right? Mm -hmm. What are you putting in? You can't fuel a Ferrari with Frito-Lay. No. Right. So nope. what are you putting into your cell? And I talk about nutrients per bite, um, you know, and understanding your body and then thinking about the nutrients. So there's there is a level of understanding what works for you and then executing. Right. Right. Um, I talk a lot about uh, movement. So making sure we exercise now. I don't know about you, but if I'm on a really good habit of exercising, I eat better. Mm-hmm. I sleep better and yep. I make, right. And so I feel like, oh, that was a great run or well, I don't run so much anymore, but great power walk or a swim. Uh, and then I'm, I'm more motivated to eat. Well, I don't, I don't go for a, a power walk and go, I want a burger and fries. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. Um, so that perpetuates, I talk about our relationship to light, which boosts mood. And mm-hmm. if we have incorrect in, in unnatural light, then we can also sabotage our ability to sleep. You see how they get connected? They're, yes, they're yeah. all connected. And I love this because you're speaking to movement, which is what we did in episode 105. And then also light, where I talked mm-hmm. about the Orion uh, in red light therapy and the infrared, which I use all the time and definitely make sure I use on my daughter, you know, mm-hmm. for her mental health. And I absolutely know that it made a difference. So it yeah. made a difference to my sleep and to my daily mood which of course touches on everything. So right. yeah, and, thank you. And, this is and, great. And, and light too with vitamin D when we can get it, you know, the yep. sun has to be 31 degrees in the sky or higher. That's going to um, affect our immune system as yeah. well. And there are receptors for vitamin D all over the body. We don't even know everything that it does now. No. So the last few are comfort. So you need to pay attention to your ergonomics. How are you navigating your kitchen, your office, um, getting in and out of your car, all of it. You need to be conscious of your comfort in your space so you mm-hmm. sustain your energy and don't get into inner, in, in, injuries from repetitive yep. strain. Yep. And uh, attention management, huge. So no notifications and dings on for things you will remember. So I have not yet met a person who says, oh, if I didn't have a notification, I'd forget to check my email. <laughs> it's saving my life, right? Like, <laughs> no. So, <laughs> Right? Not one. But what you do need notifications are for appointments, commitments you've made to other people and to yourself. Mm -hmm. So a big alarm is to have a bedtime alarm to set you up for that sleep that you need. And the very last one, which has been really under threat in the past two years, is connection. We all need daily doses, and I'm getting one right now with you, of meaningful quality connection. And the first person I've seen to write about this is Dr. Vivek Murthy in his book Together. And Mm. he says, get 15 minutes a day of quality connection. Don't let it go. We need daily movement. Sanjay Gupta writes out in his book, Keeping Sharp, 64 minutes a day of daily movement is the optimal. So I invite you to look at that eight pot productivity table stakes. And I know it feels like a lot, but once you know your relationship to those things, they become the way Leanne operates. It's your operating system. It's your personal policies. And once you know that you fiercely protect it and you keep showing up, being able to give. Right. Yeah. And that's all about setting those boundaries around, no, I'm not going to hit the drive through because that's not part of my weekly plan. And I'm going to commit to 
you know, a new recipe or just, just whatever it happens to be, you know, and, at the beginning of the week or whatever. Yeah. And to facilitate that decision, you actually have some nuts or some fruit mm-hmm. or something that's a healthy option right there to save yeah. you in the moment where you're like, my blood sugar's low and I need some more energy. You've got something, but you've thought about it in advance. So it's there to say, I can make a good choice. I can make a self-honoring choice now. Now, sort of along the same line as, as don't have enough hours in the day, how am I going to get all of the, these things done? Like in order to get up, to get the movement in before maybe the family gets up or whatever, like, do we really need to be getting up at 5 a.m. every day to fit it all in? <laughs> there's just some people that are not wired that way either. You're absolutely right. And it's it's about 25% of people that are really the early birds and, and okay. enjoy that rhythm. And it's a beautiful, quiet time. If you love it, do you. That's what I said. Productivity is personal. So you need right. to figure out what your rhythm is and really craft it to work for you. Now, if you're in a partnered relationship, you're going to want to have some dialogue around this and what does this look like? But I can tell you the biggest gift you can give each other is protecting good sleep. So my partner, for example, is a frontline worker and he works sometimes in the day and sometimes at night. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, we're, it's, it's a 1030 bedtime and sometimes it's, it's a 530 in the morning wake up. It's, and right. so figuring out what works for you in combination with the quality connection time that you need. Right. So mm-hmm. it's, it's sometimes there's a nuance to it, but I think if it works for you, great. If it doesn't work for you and you're more of a night owl, the, uh, another 25% of people are, are pretty much like to, to work at night and you like mm-hmm. that peace, peaceful time, mm. then set yourself up to be able to enjoy that and, you know, and communicate it. I think one of the ways to, to set boundaries first is to communicate what they are and let people right. know and try and design your life to support those. Yeah. The communication piece is really, really important. Um, I'm definitely an early riser and I've been, you you talked about, you know, 30 days of you doing LinkedIn. I've been doing 30 days. I'm almost, almost there um, of yoga. So yoga with Adrian puts out her 30 day uh, January calendar. And I committed to that because I did also did it last year and it made January a really different month, really depressing month typically, uh, where I get up and I move. And when I didn't do it for a couple of days, I felt it. I knew I had to get back on the mat and Mm -hmm. that I believe was physically, um, mentally, you know, carving that time out for myself and putting myself first. And Adrian Mm -hmm. always says the hardest, you've got over the hardest thing is she starts the class because you're here, you got onto the mat. So knowing that it Mm -hmm. might not be yoga, you know, it might be that the hardest thing is for you is that you did the shopping, you chose the good things, and then you actually wash them and put them in there if that's a piece that's yeah. maybe missing for you. So, yeah, there are, yeah. I call them little big things. They're little right. things that make a big difference. And, yeah. and like you, I start my day uh, every day on the mat. And now, now because making the choice easy is so important. My mat is out all the time and I have a living room, dining room, kitchen, one room situation. Okay. It's there right beside my dining room table right. and, and the roller and, and dramatically different feeling um, with a commitment to start by honoring the body. Now, you know, cramming as much stuff in 
you know, we're talking about trying to unpack that and managing expectations and that state of overwhelm that I know so many of us end up in, which of course just leads to burnout. Any tips, suggestions on those further to, you know, taking that step back, going through and having a look at those, you know, those uh, eight things that you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you can recommend when you just find yourself because life happens in that place? You're like, oh my gosh, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to get, how I'm going to get through today or how I'm going to get all, get it all done and all of that. Very first thing to do is calm the nervous system, right? right? And so it's either a forward fold or Mm. it's a, it's a two minute breathing exercise where you're breathing in slowly, hold it, breathe out. You do that 10 times you're going to feel the amygdala is going to calm down and your prefrontal cortex is going to get back engaged in making good decisions for yourself. So calm yourself first. Don't think you can move in an agitated state to making a great list, right? Right. And when it comes to the list, I like everybody to have what I call a focused five. Hmm. And it's taking that to-do list, which is a million bajillion things long. (laughs) So first of all, have an idea parking lot for the things that are like, oh my God, that would be so cool if I could. Have an idea parking lot that doesn't even make your list. When you got time, when you're looking for another challenge, you go to your parking lot, right? So your list is actually things you really are committing to do. From that task list, I want you to take the five things that you're going to think about getting done and attending to today can be personal, can be professional. They're the five things I really recommend getting to paper there and having them independent of a screen, five things on a list Mm -hmm. that you just make for yourself and you follow that. You can take it with you in your purse and where you go, you can have it on your desk. It'll help keep you focused. Oh my gosh, what should I be doing? Yeah, right there. Five things. Bring it back to it. Yeah. Bring it back. And and because it's small, you can have that sense of accomplishment. If right. you get to five and you've knocked them out of the park, go to your list and pull another one. But we can often be in a place of feeling like, you know, it's Lake Ontario outside my window. If I'm trying to swim across it, I'm going to feel like I'm not getting anywhere for a very long time. If I say, I'm going to swim to Toronto Island. Right. Got this. Break it down, make it achievable yeah. and manage expectations. How many times do we all do this? We're going to cram all of this into, you know, an hour or, or this, and we just don't any jobs that you do, even if it's putting together some furniture, you think, oh, this will just take half an hour until you can't find the one screw that holds the whole thing together. Right? Well, we talked, yeah, we, we talked about buffer, but there's also just, just padding your expectation around the task that you want to accomplish. So if you're not sure, you know, example, Time how long it takes to actually go do a grocery run and time how long it takes to chop and put things away and now expand the amount of time that you're going to devote to your groceries. Okay, so here's one thing I timed. Don't laugh. I I was really curious one day because sometimes I would leave laundry to fold for a little bit longer. Yes. I thought I need to know how long it takes me to fold my underwear. (laughs) Right. So I timed it two minutes for this little pile of underwear, right? I fold them up, it makes me very happy. It's not a big mess. Two minutes. I'm like, I have two minutes. By knowing just how long something takes, you can find it's much harder to talk yourself out of doing it if you really are specific. Specificity is your friend in this this game. And uh, as I'm 
I'm thinking about the the basket of laundry that I have yet to fold. That's not a not a strength of mine. I can wash, I can dry, but then getting it folded and back in the right spot, it could sit there for days, Mm -hmm. which is so silly. And the same thing, I think, for a lot of people, you know, back to food again is, oh, it takes such a long time to do this. And yet you can pull off a whole muffin recipe and completely, you know, get them in the oven and, and, you know, hands off at that point in 10, maybe 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And yet you think, no, 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 I'll just go to the store and I'll buy, or I'll stop at Starbucks on the way, or whereas, yeah, you would just have that, have that to kind of grab and go. It's, it, it really, I find that it really comes back to the mind. And because we've talked in this series uh, with my daughter, with her mental health and, and issues and her anxiety, mm-hmm. I absolutely recall her saying, and almost in a panic attack, I don't have enough time to get to school, you know, and she's getting up at 6am. Mm-hmm. And then I actually, in order to, to calm her down from that, tracked it back to here we have 60 minutes. It takes this long to get to this point. It takes 15 minutes on the bus. Then it'll take Mm -hmm. another five minutes on that one stop of the subway. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, that you've got, you we've got the timing of the bus route and, and those kind of things. So anything, because otherwise you just get into the future and you get into, I'm not going to be able to achieve anything. And there's nothing, there's nothing that really just sort of knocks you right off your feet than just sitting there paralyzed, not being able to, you know, achieve what it is that you want to do, whether it's something personal or something food related, mm-hmm. or even just getting out the door and getting to school or to work. So, yeah. Well, and you raise a great point, especially around time, because it's an abstract concept, right? right. And sadly, it's not being taught very well in school right now. We're, we're, we've given up a bit of rote learning that we actually need. So mm-hmm. we need kids to be able to tell time with analog clocks. Why analog clocks? because that actually gives you a sense of the passing of time. A digital number flicking doesn't do it. Okay. So, so with your daughter, maybe still valuable to actually have Have a clock. I did a TV segment around this too. And it's actually showing on the clock, the five minutes and color. What are you going to do in that five minutes or this 10 minutes or this half hour or the hours after school? For example, here's homework. Here's our rest, recovery, have a great healthy snack, recharge, come back to homework time before dinner, before family time, before bedtime ritual. And those those times are marked and you can do this, do this very graphically with a clock, mm-hmm. especially if you've got kids, even for yourself, it can be helpful. You can look at the clock and go, this is my time for do it in your calendar, color code it so that it, it speaks to you with love for your intention. So back to intention, not attention, execution, intention is your planning what you want to do and you're bringing your attention to it is showing in your calendar with respect to time when that's going to happen. When do you need Mm -hmm. to bring your attention to it? Then you can relax and execute, but you've removed decisions by making several good decisions up front. You take away lots of, well, I could do this. I could go for a workout. I could go for a walk. I could go for a swim. I could call a friend. By the time you've debated, you've done nothing. Yes. (laughs) So make some good big decisions to eliminate lots of uh, little decisions and you'll be rolling. Yeah, really, really great. Oh, okay. So with all of that, I mean, you know, to wrap up and say, how can our, can my loyal listeners be intentional 
with their time, maybe just recap on a few a few of the things that you've mentioned so that they have that, you know, in their mind as as we wrap up. Yeah. So intention is around knowing what's important to you. Mm. Um, it's values based. It's personal. It's going to be about taking care of yourself. It's going to be around the impact that you want to have in this world. And it's going to be around all the nurturing of the relationships that are important to you. So if you can name those things and then design your life to support you achieving those things, knowing that those productivity table stakes have to be daily commitments and personal policies, things can go sideways for a day. But every day I want you to try and come back to that as your grounding foundation and you will see things shift. You will see things start to align. You will start to have momentum and you'll have what I call a continued spiral up. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for all this great information. Do you, can you, I'm sure there's lots of of loyal listeners here thinking, okay, I I need a little bit more. And what was that? And so tell us where we can find you, how listeners can, um, can get access to you and some more of your great information. Oh, thanks, Leanne. So I have a simple website, clairekumar.com. Claire is no third eye, I joke. It's it's C-L-A-R-E, C-L-A-R-E. And Kumar is in Harold and Kumar. So people know how to spell that. So clairekumar.com. And uh, there's all kinds of resources there. Check out uh, the media page because I put all the TV segments just like you, Leanne. Um, So much rich information there, a blog as well. But maybe the most exciting thing that I'd like to offer people to consider is because productivity is personal, I've been spending a lot more time understanding the highly sensitive person of which Mm -hmm. I'm one. And it's actually 20% of people out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've created a place called the Happy Space Pod. And if you go to clairekumar.com, you can find Happy Space Pod right there. And you'll find connection to an online community and an upcoming podcast with the goal of inspiring a world where highly sensitive people can thrive. Any information and details expressed during this podcast can be found at SproutWrite.com or LeannePhillipson.com. All right. Well, thank you so much to Claire for passing on all that information. And I just want to say that, you know, meal planning, because we're talking about food on Eat This with Leanne, is a huge part of time management. And while the initial thought of sitting down and planning out the meals for the week can seem heavy at times and just not so much fun, but really it not only saves time, but it just takes a lot of that stress and worry off your shoulders. And it can help financially because you're not getting that last minute takeout when you think, ah, it's five o'clock and I haven't got anything to eat. Or you're hitting the drive-through choosing the supersize options that, you know, we talked about in episode 105 with Sam, that then you'd have to go and run a marathon to burn off. Boy, so when you meal plan, that's one of the things that I certainly excel in why I can't do that and all the other aspects of my life. I'm not quite sure, but you know, I, I think I could, I think I could stretch across with some of the, the, uh, some of the situations that, that Claire talked about. Now, Claire's productivity table stakes, that image is over on leannephillipson.com. It's quite pretty. Like she said, it's kind of like a jewel. 
And as Claire went through them, I loved how she tied some of them into eating well um, as an interrelated topic between, I believe the first one, it was mindset, wasn't it, Chris? With that daily check-in, if I, I'm going to try and go from memory here and go through these. So with the mindset, she talked about that daily check-in, checking in with just how are you doing, but also the dedication to yourself. Like, what are you doing today? What would you say, Chris, is something that you do every day for yourself? For myself? Oh, uh, what do I do for myself? Uh, I, you know what? I take, I always take five, 10 minutes and go out to my man space, which is the garage. That's something okay. I do for myself. So I, I always, I stick my boots on and whether it's snowing and blowing or, or it's a hurricane outside, I go out into the garage. I throw on my, I have a, 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 a Bluetooth radio out there. I throw on yep. some music. I fiddle around. I tinker. Mm-hmm. And so that that gives my mind the ability to focus on one thing and one thing only, and the rest of the noise goes away. And do you find when you focus on that one thing that kind of like, you know, thoughts pop in your mind or like ideas and solutions to issues or anything like that? Do you ever <laughs> find that happens? You know, like sometimes it's when I can't find my keys, I can't find my keys, I can't find my keys. And then you actually stop looking for your keys. They, they're like, they're right there. Right. You find Try, them. Trying to convince your kids of that notion. I'm sure our parents, you know, slam their head against the wall trying to convince <laughs> us of the same thing where it's like yeah. you just need to sit down, quiet yeah. down, quiet your brain a little bit and just yeah. allow the thought process to sort of restart. It's like restarting your brain, restarting your computer. Yeah. And suddenly it will come to you. There will mm-hmm. be a moment of clarity. You just got to get rid of every all the, the frantic, you know, white noise that's going on in your head right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I used I used to be that used to happen more than it does now. And maybe okay. I'm older now and I'm, uh, you know, maybe there's a little too much whiskey flowing through the through the, the veins. <laughs> so it's it's dulled my senses a slight bit. <laughs> so it doesn't happen as often as it used to. But I can relate to what you're saying years ago. I love that you go out to your man space. You know, yeah, there's well, man caves. There's all these sorts of places where you can go. And and for some parents, I know it's just hide yourself in the bathroom for a minute. So, so that the kids <laughs> or the toddlers are like, just they're like, where did you go, mommy? Where did you go? That's a whole other issue in my household. Why does it take you 40 minutes to poop? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's another that 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 can't. I mean, it is ultimately self care. But seriously, that can't you know that that can't be part of the part of the list. And I don't know that it comes up with mindset with with mindset, which was Claire's first one. But who who knows? All right, next on the list, well, she talked about sleep and rest. Now we've we've talked about that around here of how to get better sleep in probably pretty much everyone that Dr. Brockenshire has been on, but specifically on episodes 19 and 85. So head back there if you're like, oh God, I just would like a nice, you know, a full night's sleep because man, does it make the, the next day better. Number three, I love this one, was how you can fuel your cells. <laughs> Remember Chris when she said you can't feed a Ferrari with Frito-Lay? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. First, so you gotta have a, first you gotta have a Ferrari in the garage. We are a Ferrari. <laughs> well, I'm, we, more, I'm we. more of a 1985 Audi uh, than a Ferrari. Really? But yeah, this, yeah okay. this, this body's never been a Ferrari. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So what's your excuse? You can still read it, feed it Frito-Lay then? <laughs> <laughs> this sucker runs on a lot of really bad stuff. <laughs> Whis- whiskey, we know that. Yes. I did think of you last weekend as I was out skating in uh, up, up north from uh, from Toronto. A couple hours, uh, we were skating. It was absolutely freezing, and friends that I was with managed to find their grandfather's old. Um, what's the little the drink thing that you slide in your inside pocket called? Oh, it's gone from my brain. Oh, uh, his Fla- uh, like his a flask. flask type thing. Yeah, yeah, the flask, flask thing. Oh my gosh, this this was so beautiful, and he put whiskey in it. Mm. And then in the center of the flask, there were two cups, two little glasses, mm-hmm. and it, there was four of us. So then we we just poured this little you know this little tipple into it and stopped on one of the benches and just had had you know had some whiskey and i was like oh my god chris would totally approve of this this was awesome (laughs) i would have used i would have used a straw but that's a whole other conversation well yes but if you actually saw the flask you would have been like it was cool i mean but just keep filling it up because it's really sort sort of like more like an extra large thimble let's say yeah okay make you warm just like that. Oh, it was just beautiful. You know, the trees, the ice, the cold, the skates, you know, it was just, oh, it was just lovely. Anyway, back to it, talking about cells and keeping them in tip-top shape and not feeding <laughs> yourselves the Frito, the Frito-Lay. And here I go talking about whiskey. Yeah. We, we can't keep our bodies in tip-top shape if we're not eating well. And really, I mean, you know, that's it. We could probably just end everything right there. But is is that we we're trying to inspire you so that you can and find the time to do this movement well that was next on her on her table stakes and that's what we talked about last week in episode 105 with samantha and how exercising can have the knock-on effect to actually eating better like it's motivating you're moving and you feel good and that instigates not necessarily hitting the drive through as much as maybe you did before because you realize the disparity between, wow, I felt great. I've got so many endorphins after I moved and, and, and exercised. And do I really need all the sugar now, the donuts, the whatever? I mean, I'm hopeful that that, that is, is within your awareness, not necessarily you're doing that, but it's that kind of thing. Now, light, that was the next thing that Claire talked about, which I thought was perfect. You know, we do need that sunlight. And over the winter months, you know, while I'm out skating, I only maybe have a small amount of my face that is exposed to take on that vitamin D. So especially during the winter months, we need that extra vitamin D and taking a supplement is the best way to do that. And of course, you can head over to SproutRight.com and check out my Take This uh, line, which includes Sunshine D3K2. And please hit order. It's a tough one to keep in stock right now. So many people are just buying up like three, four, five bottles at a time. Now, along with the talking about light, I mentioned again about the Orion red light and, and near infrared light that I've been using on myself. And I still, when I get it out again, there's some days when I skip and don't do it. I pull it out and then I just bat, you know, bathe in front of it for 20 minutes and I definitely feel a difference. And of course, I've been using that um, on my daughter as well. So check out orionrlt.com. All of this is, are, is in the show notes. And use the promo Eat This for 10% off a light of your choice. If you're feeling like there's just something missing or you're, the darkness or the dreariness or the drab is just, it definitely affects you at this time of year. It's February right now. Then listen to episode 99 again and check it out. The last few on Claire's list were comfort. 
So the ergonomics of, you know, at your desk or in the kitchen, I mean, you know, ergonomics in in the closet right now and sitting on a stool and crammed in between all the stuff, probably not the best ergonomics, but it is good sound, which is important for you guys to keep on listening. But some of the ergonomics also is about what have you got in the kitchen? What have you got some good tools that fit well in your hand? Are you just using something that works for, I don't know, anybody else? Have you got some good knives, bowls, spatulas that you also enjoy and really gravitate towards? They all help. Attention management was the second to last one. So turn off those notifications and those dings. Those dings drive me bonkers. I've turned them all off on my phone. And then anyone else around me that has the dings go off or the text message alerts and, you know, you're in a meeting or you're having a conversation or the uh, the, the watch. Mm-hmm. I used to. I used to have the uh, the Apple Watch, and of course, as you get a text, then it dings, and then you bring your your hand up and have a look. And I remember the first time I first few times I did that, someone who I was with, uh, she said, uh, "Are you late for something or whatever?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, I'm just getting messages." It's like it's so intrusive, and it actually kind of ends up coming across as being a bit rude. Like, uh, mm-hmm. hang on a minute, I'm talking to you. Can you just, like, you wouldn't put your phone right up in front of your face. That's you? one of the small changes I've made. And it comes from my upbringing because, I mean, the only phone we had when we were young was attached to the wall, Yeah. right, in the kitchen. And it probably yeah. had a cord on it that was two or three feet long. And that's yeah. it, okay? That's as mobile as you got. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I turn I turn off my notifications in terms of the sound, right? It's only on vibrate. My phone is only ever on vibrate. Yeah. And I have made sure that the people who should know, the important people in my life, whether it be work or personal, if you absolutely need me for something, call me. Right. Okay. Because if the phone rings, I will pick it up. Right. Otherwise, if you just message me, there's no guarantee I'm going to see it. Just not right. at least not at the moment you message me. That that's what Claire said. Yep. Like boundary. You have put a boundary in place. Yep. Your dings and notifications are not going off because it is like it's like squirrel <laughs> every two minutes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's the epitome of that, of like what's taking your focus. Yeah. It's so interesting. She did say though, to keep the ding on that tells you it's time to go to bed. Oh, really? <laughs> There's like a little sing. I think it's on the on the iPhone. There's a little ding that can go off at about 10 o'clock if you've, if you've told it to let you know that it's time for bed. And when it does that, it also puts everything on silent. Mm, so if you are someone who does not have everything turned off, then from a certain point in the evening, it's like, mm, yeah, I mean, if you push it through, you can make it ding for someone, but otherwise it's just kept on silent. I think that's a really good idea to do. And last but not least on her list, we have connection. We all need human connection. And if that's one thing that's come out of this pandemic is how far we've gone from one extreme to the other. And we know how essential being with people, connecting with people, it it just is. It's just essential. For, for living and human life and I think our mental health too. I'm going to throw that one in there. And that's really what we try and foster here, isn't it, Chris, in this digital space and yep. on the radio? Yeah, absolutely. That, that you and I are connecting and that then connects with our 
lovely, loyal listeners. We probably hopefully maybe make you laugh. We inspire you. We help you to keep going in an intentional way to up level your health. breath and I'm just going to say phew because that was a lot and maybe I needed to hear that more than other people and maybe Chris you've got a better handle on this and I have taken in what you said about this is a choice this is a choice of how you come at it of do I have enough time I don't have enough time or it's okay I got enough time it's also personality based there are some people like I said I'm a doer I get done Mm. and So much so that I actually don't notice how much I do actually get done. At the end of the week, I'm like, okay, right, next week's coming. Okay, let's just do it all again. And it's there are some times, like yesterday, where something like a migraine hits me and knocks me off my feet, and it's like too much. I would like to get to the place where I don't have to, I don't have to get to that point. And I'm not perfect. I'm human just like everybody else. And you know what? You may not be able to function properly if you get too far the other side of that. You just, exactly. you may just be who you are. And to be honest with you, some people get more stressed when pe- when they eliminate things from their life in a, in a sense of, okay, I'm going to try and simplify things. And then all of a sudden, That's right. they get more stressed. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that sort of that board thing yeah. is just like, I don't do that. Yeah, that's, that's right. So I don't do nothing. I, t- I tip my hat to those people because they, if they, if you, people like you, the doers out there allow people like me, the less doers. Uh, to be less doers. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Does that make sense? No, I honor it and actually am inspired by it. I'd love to hear from you on this one as my mind continues on that merry-go-round of I don't have enough time, but I'm working on it. Please find me on social media, on Leanne Philipson and SproutWrite channels. Send me a message through SproutWrite.com or LeannePhillipson.com. If you get my newsletter, you can hit reply. I do always see those. So go forth, save time, max out your time. Most importantly, make time for you. And of course, remember to eat this one mouthful at a time.